powered from the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Red Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Dewar State Studios in California. It's episode 215 of the Primetime Show. Tonight, we welcome our special guest, Antonio Lamb of Renato Cigars. And as always, the Primetime Show is sponsored by Delos Ray Cigars. Delos Ray Cigars introduced another chapter of the saga, the Saga Celez. Celez is a Spanish word that means leisure after work in the spirit of the standing of ideal of owning your own journey and making your own saga. The Saga Celez is the perfect companion to enrich those moments of choice, making them truly yours. The Saga Celez carries a blend of Criollo Allure and Peloto Cubano wrapped in a selected Ecuador shade claro wrapper that generously delivers with elegance a surprisingly rich and balanced smoke. It's available in three sizes at an affordable price. Ask your retailer for Saga Celez. And by Perdomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary requires tobaccos that have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers. A smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sungrown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel aged wrappers with thick, high priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigars is a family owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage. The Perdomo Double Age 12 Year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Champagne, Perdomo Habano Bourbon Barrel Age, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Menso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the new Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And finally, by Drew Estate. Drew Estate's about to make someone a whole lot richer. During its latest freestyle live shows on the company's Facebook page, Drew State had announced it would hold a Bitcoin sweepstakes with numerous incredible prizes during upcoming freestyle live events, including a grand prize of one full Bitcoin for a lucky fan to be announced during the February 17th, 2022 edition of Freestyle Live. Entry into the unheralded Drew State Bitcoin sweepstakes is simple. During the three of the company's freestyle live event shows, October 15th and November 11th, and now upcoming on January 20th, Drew Estate will randomly select the names of five people who attend the online show and comment during specific times in each broadcast as potential winners of an assortment of fantastic prizes. The five winners from each of these three shows will create a contestant pool of 15 people eligible to win the grand prize Bitcoin. You can learn more at DrewEstate.com or on Drew Estate's Facebook page, facebook.com, plural, Drew Estate Cigar. And as always, all the live stream for the primetime network of shows as well as the california studios for the primetime show sponsored exclusively by drew estate well welcome everybody this is primetime episode 215 today is thursday january 6th 2022 this is will cooper i'm on the red stage here in the perdomo cigar studios as we kick off 2022 on primetime and i'm joined cross country by my good friend and colleague mr aaron loomis how you doing tonight will very good. Very good. Uh, lively discussion day on the message threads today, for that's, sure. That's true. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to die down the next few days is what I'm just going to tell you. It, it's going to run through January. I guarantee it's you. the whole month of January right now. <laughs> so uh, it's going to commence with some of us doing it. Probably a finale in person, maybe. 
Yes. We'll yes. see if that works out. We we're still got see, three weeks see. before yeah. stuff can really go sideways. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, my list is completing. And you guys are going to destroy me probably on my list. It's, it's, if you haven't already, it's going to happen. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm waiting for it. But uh, I think it's all good. But uh, no, it was definitely lively. And it wasn't like baseball chat or anything like that. It was just like, no. uh, you know, that that will probably hit in a, uh, a couple of um, probably six weeks or so. It's hard well, to we'll have to see how we'll things have to go see. Yeah. labor negotiations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we're we're. Um, we're through New Year's. Um, I'm on a little bit of a uh, staycation this week uh, into nice. the beginning. Of next. So I haven't I've kind of had a little more of a relaxing week this week for sure, uh, which is a good thing. A good thing here. Yeah. Um, and lucky, uh, you know, no covid um, here. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of people have been hit with that, which is a shame. So, yeah. Um, it, yeah. But um, yeah, so we've got a great show. Um we're going to kick things off. I guess we'll introduce our, our special guest here. He's making his debut on the primetime show. I have interviewed this gentleman a few times before. I'm really glad to have him. Um, he is Antonio Lamb, uh, the owner of Renato Cigars. Antonio, welcome to primetime. Thank you. Thank you, William. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Aaron, for having me, uh, for having me on. Really Absolutely. great to be catching up. It's been a long time. It, it has. I mean, we, just before the show, I was reminiscing. I said, you and I met over 10 years ago uh, at a cigar festival um, in New Jersey yeah. uh, at the Newark Bears baseball stadium, which was, we were just kind of reminiscing about that. And I just couldn't believe we know each other that long. Um, and you wow. look a lot younger than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't far off on age, but you definitely, the fountain of youth has treated you very, very well. I, I sleep in a humid, humidified environment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that's good. that's good. That's good. No, it's um, and uh, you know, we're gonna get into your whole story here because uh, it, it was really good to kind of reconnect with you, and it's really good to see you in the cigar industry uh, again, very active. So, thank you. Um, yeah. Um, so if folks don't know Antonio, I think you get to know him tonight, and folks uh, remember him. Um, I'm sure you've seen him kind of pop up over the last few months. So it's uh, you're in for a good treat today. But uh, thanks for joining us, Antonio. Absolutely, absolutely, a, pre- a pleasure. No, no problem. So let's kind of kick it off. We'll kind of, like I said, um, we always start this show uh, and we want to talk about, this is not even you in the cigar business, but your first experience having a cigar. Oh, so uh, my first experience having a cigar was at a small cigar shop here in uh, New Jersey, Smokestack in Hackensack. Rubens. Yeah, Rubens Place. Yeah, I know, yeah. a, place, I know a place, yep. Yeah, Ruben. Um, So... You know, I just happened to uh, to stop in, and I believe if if I had to like really dig into the archives of my brain, I believe it was a Fuente, the first one I had, mm-hmm. um, and it was a, a milder one, and you know, I just kind of like was was hooked from the beginning. Just uh, you so know, like what, a lot. What, like what a, got you into this? What got you into the store? That you yeah, what got you into the store? Like, yeah, how, how'd you like? What brought you to it? The, the lack of friends, to be honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> you just saw a bunch of guys hanging out in the shop like I, I can go in there and hang out yeah yeah exactly everybody looked like they were like really you know having a good time and stuff so i decided to to, to try just to stop in and see what, what was going on what was the hubbub about nice. so um yeah and i just like fell in love as soon as i took my first puff pretty much yeah and sometimes you look out with that antonio because there are certain i mean i'm going to speak from charlotte there's certain shops that are extremely welcome to newcomers 
And there's other ones that are a little more clickish. So sometimes it's a little difficult to kind of crack yeah. the ice with that. Uh, it sounds like it worked for you at least. Maybe it did. I don't know. Did it work out like that originally? Oh, to- yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the uh, the people who were hanging out there, Rubens and Ruben himself were very, very welcoming and and willing to guide me through the process, you know? So that was, that was a big help. You know, they made you feel comfortable and stuff like that. So that's a big help. And you're totally right. I mean, you never know what kind of ambiance you're going to get, but if you hang around long enough and you really get to know people a little bit, you'll find that. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, so obviously you said it was a Fuente and was it like, after you did that, were you a regular, did you say, Hey, I'm coming back here and I'm going to be a regular in a cigar store? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was uh, I wanted to spend more time and I wanted to find out more about cigars and about the culture and about the industry and and all that stuff. Right. Everything, everything. I want, yep. to, I want to know everything. Right. What were you doing yeah. at the time, like job wise? I believe I was in advertising at that time. Um, I have a degree in graphic design. I'm a graduate of Pratt Institute. So uh, I had a, you know, I was doing advertising. Nice. Nice. Um... That, that definitely doesn't hurt uh, going into the cigar industry, having those credentials. That's for sure. No, no. Yep. It helps a lot with uh, yep. a lot of my packaging, a lot of my marketing and yep. advertising. I, I do it all. So, yep. yeah, it's, it's a big benefit. Um, so how long before you, like you started, I guess you started going to shop, you started learning a lot. Um, how long were you doing that before you said, hey, I'm going to try my hand into getting into this? Wow. I mean, um, I would say at least five years. Okay. I think it took, you know, but, and then I just kind of like got the, I got the idea to make my own blend and I kind of dove in head first um, and just like took off to Nicaragua. Like one day I was talking to somebody on the phone and the next day I'm taking a plane and I'm just, I just dove in. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know I want to get into that a little bit. Um, you know, Aaron, actually, one of his colleagues is Seth Geis. I don't know if you remember him. Yep. Was, yeah, Seth and I were like very high on your cigars. Like this is going back into 2011. Yeah, he was um, a reviewer. Yeah, he's, he reviews for Aaron right now. Oh, OK. Yeah, with Aaron. So, uh, nice. yeah, yeah. So Seth is still around. But I just and it was um, and I was telling him, I said, yeah, you got to smoke the new the new Apex. Uh, um, a couple of members of the Cigar Coop team. Uh, Aaron hasn't smoked yet, has have smoked this and had very favorable uh feedback on this cigar so oh thank you uh, which helps too um aaron yeah. we, we joke with aaron he hates everything so, just, you know, <laughs> so you have to win aaron over as the guy <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> absolutely you might have to send some uh right, what is right. that um edible arrangement along with the cigars <laughs> there you go <laughs> there you go uh, um so so yeah so you so you went to nicaragua um and this was to do your first blend. I mean, what, what is it? Did you, how did you kind of hook up with a factory down there? How did that all come about? Well, I went to Nicaragua and I started, you know, uh, visiting a couple of factories that were, were over there. I think, I believe I went to, uh, I don't know if it was, I think it was Placencia where I went. Uh, that was a couple of first places that I went to visit. Right. I met with, with some people that I don't remember who was in charge at that time. Um, very nice factory and stuff. And I just started learning you know, a lot about, uh, you know, the industry there and, and, you know, things of that nature. And then, um, you know, I went uh, and spoke with Yadi Gonzalez and she's mm-hmm. the one who I made my first blend with. Yep. She made the core line first. 
from Agros Tobacco's Industrialis. Um, you know, she's a partner there, I believe. And she, uh, we hit it off, you know, she kind of like knew what, what I wanted to do. She, we kind of vibed and, um, you know, the core line was, I don't know if you remember the core line, William. Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. That's, do? This is before Grand Empire Reserve, which we'll get to, but yeah, That's I right. remember the core line. Yeah. 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 The core line was very basic, um, medium, I think medium strength and, um, came out with a couple of sizes in that. And at that time it was really what I, what I wanted to do at that time, but I always knew that the, you know, I wanted something a little bit, you know, more interesting than the core line. Cause like the core line, I knew I could go beyond the core line with the tobacco that we had available and what was there. So from the core line, we then moved into a couple of years later, maybe like two years later, uh, we took, we brought out the grand uh, empire reserve. Um, and that was the one that kind of like that got us a little bit of a, attention, you know, Oh yeah. um, the box press five by 55. I mean, people still ask me about that cigar in certain shops. No, uh. no I mean, I remember you get going back to Seth. I, I think that was a top five press cigar for him. Even one year. Was it? Yeah. yeah. It was very high on his, I mean, he, he and I talked a lot about these cigars. Okay. And, and I, but I remember when you when you started right with the core line, and I think yeah. it's carried over to the Grand Empire Reserve. You were doing, and I'm not asking you to disclose any secrets here, but but a lot of yeah. what you were doing and saying, hey, these are what these were a differentiator with my cigars. You were talking a lot about the fermentation process that you yeah. were using on these cigars. It was different. I mean, I'm not asking you to give any secrets, but give us a little more maybe on what that was all about. Well, I mean, without 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 divulging too much, I mean, I. I started like before we, while we were making the blend, I knew that we had to differentiate ourselves um, somewhat. So, you know, when I, when I was working with Yadi, we started fooling around with the different forms of fermentation. I found out the way they were doing it. And then I kind of like tweaked it a little bit um, to what I thought might work. And we went through some iterations of that just to see what would happen. Um, and we kind of hit on something along the way, kind of happened by accident, to be honest but we hit on something that I thought would, was going to work. So that's kind of like what we went with. Um, and it was, you know, it was successful. At the time, how much time were you spending in Nicaragua when you were working on these original blends? Were you going down there a lot? Uh, not that often. Okay. Not that often. Um, I kind of like knew what I wanted each time. So mm -hmm. I didn't have, I didn't, you know, invest like huge amounts of time over yep. there in Nicaragua. I was, you know, not so I wasn't living there for any kind of uh, considerable amount of time or right. any of that. Well, we, I never asked you this, but were you doing Renato full time or were you still doing your other job? I mean, a lot of people, small companies, they still keep their other jobs at times. Yeah, no, Renato's uh, pretty much my primary gig right now. Uh huh. Yeah, so okay. they have a lot of, you know, I'm dedicated, very, very focused on Renato right now. That's good. But yeah, Grand Empire Reserve, I remember the, the 5 by 55 came out. Um, I think the mm. other one that really struck a lot of us, if you remember, and, and normally it doesn't strike me, but I know it strikes a lot of more connoisseurs was the Petit Lancero you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that sold really well. And that was a, like a limited production. I want yeah. to kind of see, I want to kind of see like, you know, how it would uh, do coming to market. And it did better than I thought. Yep. Um, but, you know, we didn't do another production on, on that one. But uh, right. I, li I like what happened with it. 
Yeah, no, it was it was real. I think that was the one that Seth really liked too. I remember we, we both oh. really liked that one. Yeah, I think that was the one he rated that year. Okay. Um, but yeah, your cigars were were getting steam. I mean, they were we were able to get them in North Carolina or a few shops and everything. So it wasn't like you would just by that time we were a few years into it, your cigars were available where we were. So um uh, we were pretty excited about that. Um, and then you took the step. I remember you you expanded the Vitolas of Grand Empire Reserve, and then you went and did the Connecticut as well, which uh, again I thought that was a, an excellent Connecticut cigar that came out. The Petit Lan, well, that was a Petit Lancero as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was a Petit Lancero as well. Yep. Yeah, that really worked nicely. <laughs> to, yeah. To, yeah, it yeah. did. I smoked them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I had in my stash. I mean. <laughs> I usually right. keep it and I won't smoke them, but you know what? I just like had to smoke that. Right, right. Um, but yeah, that that ring gauge size really did wonders for it. And the the wrapper just it was like a nice, I thought it was very creamy. I don't know what you thought, if you remember. Very cre- it was very creamy. Uh yeah. it, it was. It was like I said, um, it was definitely a different expression of Renato that I had had. You know, if you say the, the core was medium, Grand Empire was maybe medium to full. This was, you know, medium minus, I guess you put, you know, something like that yeah. on so I thought you like, you know, there was a nice portfolio you were building with that, which was thank good. You. Yeah, um, yeah, and you, you supported us very nicely, and I thank you for that. No, no problem at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I remember, you know, you were kind of it seemed like you were rolling, but then what happened? You kind of um kind of things you kind of faded away for a little while. What what kind of happened to kind of maybe put the brakes on things for a while? So um my father was diagnosed with um dementia. And we really had to like refocus our efforts and kind of like take a step back and uh, figure out a couple of things at home. Yeah. Um, so my father's still alive. He's 92 and he's his dementia has very much deteriorated um, things and his condition has very much worsened um, to the point where he doesn't recognize me anymore uh, or any, any, any of us. Uh, yeah, that's all right. I mean, I go through my bouts, but. What I tell people is that um, we had to relaunch. We decided to relaunch this brand in his honor for the struggle. If you read the story for the struggle that that he went through um, and we want to pay homage to that and do our own, you know, success story in, in his honor, even though he's not he does not aware of it. But it's kind of like a uh, own reflection for me. And it's it's kind of like a driving engine for me. Um, it's the way that I deal with everything that's going on that I can't control. So it kind of keeps me focused. Um, this brand is pretty much kind of like the heart of what's going on right now. No, I get that. I get that as well. Um, like I said, I have, I think you and I were talking, I, I have a similar thing going on with, with my family right now on this. And it's, it's a challenging thing. I, I can totally see, uh, how it consumes a lot of time. People don't realize how it consumes time. Yeah. Um, and I'm in North Carolina. My dad's up in New York. So, uh, lucky you know he still knows who i am and stuff like that but i'm worried about the next few years with him for sure so yeah. uh yeah so it's definitely uh it's definitely tough i understand that um but um were you doing anything else while you kind of were on hiatus or uh were you doing any other type of job or what were you doing during that time um i believe that i was just transitioning into uh teaching so um i went down the education route and you know, did did uh, some of that. Right. Well, I found that I really like uh, teaching. I was teaching uh, elementary and middle school, I believe. Oh, good time. for you. Yeah. So I transitioned into teaching, and I found that you know I liked it. I have a lot of patience. Right. 
I guess, <laughs> you know. No, that's good. I mean, it's tough work. I could totally understand that too. There, but obviously, you, I, you know, it's a, it's funny because when people have to whatever, sometimes they have to leave for whatever reasons the scar industry, whether it's by choice or not choice, they they always seem to kind of make their way back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which which is a good thing. So you and that was good news. That when did you kind of decide, hey, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna do another shot, take another run at this thing? I mean, it's always been in the back of my mind ever since ever since I left, but there was never really, I think the, the notion for me to like, just initiate, right. Um, you know, there was never that spark, I guess. So, um, you know, I think six months before we actually launched, which was last January, um, probably six months before that we, um, we were sitting down, you know, my family was like, you know, you got, you know, you should think about, you know, doing this for dad and, and kind of maybe make that your North star and kind of like let it guide you and gain strength from that and do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's probably about the time when I was like, okay, you know, let's, let's, let's do that. That's good. So, you know, when you kind of took on this project, um, I mean, and I'm smoking this, right. And I'm going to tell you like, what's really cool about this is, you know, and that you're doing it with Aganarsa. Uh, and this cigar, I'll give you a little more feedback when, it, when we get a little into the show, but one thing I'll say is this reminds me of the old school Agonarsis. Which oh, is really? What, yeah, which is, what I, which, is, which is what I love. I love some of these, right? So there's a lot of qualities okay. with these class. And I'll, you could talk about what you were going for, see how right I am or wrong. That's why I wanted to mention that. But, uh, okay, so Agonarsis is like, you know, hey, they, they're doing a lot of brands for people. I know at the time they were challenged to keep up with taking on new clients. Um, about a year ago. So how did this whole thing come about with, um, with Terrence and Agonorsa? Um, have you ever seen the movie Pulp Fiction? Yep. <laughs> I was going to go into the samurai scene. I mean, the, the video store scene. No, never, never mind that. <laughs> that that's something else. Terrence, if you're watching, I'm sorry. No, but, um, you know, I approached them for, with, with what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I, I sat down with Terrence, he, he afforded me the time. And, you know, I've said it in, in I think, in other, you know, other segments that Team Aganorsa has been like, you know, way beyond uh, what, you, what I would expect, or what anybody I think would expect. They're, you know, they, they really care about, you know, individuals, I think, in causes like this. And I think it really resounded with them what I wanted to do. Um, how I wanted to do it. And, and it kind of like, you know, touched them on an emotional level, maybe even mm-hmm. um, because I, you know, that it, I think maybe timing was, was right. You're, you know, I don't know what it was to, to be honest. I'm just kind of like, you know, I just told them what, you know, I sat down with Terrence and I, and I asked him if, if, if he would, you know, consider this. So we sat down, we tossed it, tossed it around and, and, you know, I guess it was meant to be, Cooper. <laughs> you know, yeah. That that that's all I can. That's all I can say. No, I mean, no I, magic story. That's that's fine. That's good too. I mean, was it kind of in your mind when you came back saying, "Hey, I'm going to reach out to Agonorth"? They're like, you know, this is what I want to work with, and it kind of just worked out like that. Is it fair to say that? Um, for the most part, yes. I mean, I I kind of was focused on who I who I would approach, and I got, 
I'm going to say that, you know, a lot of times when they say, you know, people talk about success stories, they everybody always says, who is successful? That you need a little bit of luck. Right. You need that to, that's one of the things in the formula. So, you know, I, I go on like gut, to be honest. And, you know, I had no business kind of like talking, talking or so. Um, but, you know, something in my gut told me that it might, this might go the distance. So I think I had some luck with me. That's that's great. And so when you were kind of coming back, uh, was it, hey, I want to come back with a Maduro? Was, was, what were you kind of thinking of when, when you wanted to kind of, what, I knew, I know conceptually what the vision of the brand was for you, but now for the blend, what were you looking for in, in the blend? I mean, I wanted something, again, I'm like, with blends, and I've said this, you know, before, I'm also driven by instinct. I mean, I'm no tobacco expert. That's not a secret. I'm not, you know, I don't have like, I can't tell you what regions I'm smoking when I'm smoking it. There's master, master people with palates like that, that can right. do that. Um, Hanky Kellner is one of them. And I sat down with him like, um, you know, months back. And he, as he was smoking the Grand Apex is a fascinating story. He was telling me which regions he was smoking. Oh, really? So how did that happen? How did that happen? I'm, that's a great let, let me, let me tell you, he, you know, um, we were at the uh, at the show. Um, I got P- PCA. Is it called now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. So he was in the Pro Cigar Festival booth, hanging out there. I think he has family there, and he's yep. the president. I think. Yep, he is. He was. Yeah, he, we were having a conversation. So I never met the man, and he did me the honor of just like sitting down with me. I was talking to somebody else, and he introduced himself. And what a great individual! Yep. So amicable. Yep. Um, and you know, we just started talking, having a casual conversation about cigars and stuff. And then he said, well, what do you have there? And I said, well, this is, this is a new cigar that I'm bringing out. So uh, what, let me know what you think. And he's like, okay, I'd like to try it. You know, how, you know, how humbling is that? Right. So, so he starts smoking it and he starts, you know, looking around and then he starts pointing to the different areas of his mouth. And like, he's like, right here is, you know, that's tanky. Yeah. That's tanky. Right here is that's the lead, right here, is, you know, this, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, wow. So, uh, you know, kudos to the master. I mean, uh, and he kind of gave me his blessing on it, which is amazing. And and I just kind of like been in on cloud nine after that ever since. Well, that's awesome. You know, I've actually <laughs> been uh, to a few tasting sessions with Hanky. Uh, there was one at an IPCPR, and then there was one I went on the Davidoff trip on. Wow. And, and Hanky's like not about like retrohaling is what you'll find. He, it's mm-hmm. all about where this stuff lands on the tongue with him. That's the whole thing with him. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, that's that's a uh, yeah, that's just that's just his deal. And 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 it's amazing what he what he can do with that. Um, and, and he, really? You know, yeah. And, and he's talking. It and it's like, yeah, I remember the first time I went to an IPCPR, I was very new. To, to cigars still and it was like you know and i opened it then going to the davidoff thing like seven years later it was like i felt like you know it was such a reinforcement um yeah. yeah and i'll never have i don't think i'll ever even get to that point that he is at with that so uh yeah. and this this is uh but this is a little bit um this is probably very different than anything hanky like what i think smokes just because you know of davidoff but this is a, a really you've got to be really pleased what they what came out of this project for you out of agonosa Absolutely. Um, and as as we were blending uh, and having iterations of this um, going through the process, uh, 
I just kept pushing it and pushing it and kind of like, you know, trying different rappers. Uh, we tried a, uh, um, Rojo rapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tried different sizes and, you know, believe it or not, this size is the size that I landed on that. I thought the blend really, you know, shines. Um, I mean, you know, obviously there's, other, I mean, I'm a go-to Corona Gorda guy, Yeah, but, you know, but, um, but I think here, and this Robusta Extra, it was the debut size. Yeah. Um, where every, you know, it's really like, I think it's nice. Um, but, um, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I can speak to, to that. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I don't know how you would, cause again, I smoked a lot of the old stuff. It seems like this is the boldest expression I've seen from you. Would you, would you kind of agree with that? That this is more fuller hands, than, yeah. Hands down. Yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. For sure. The, 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 the richest and the boldest, I would say yep. too. Yep. Yeah. And, and I mentioned the old school because like they did a lot of San Andreas Maduro's in like about five or six years ago. And, and I don't know. I always think that factory, they, they know how to work with the San Andreas rapper, at least in my mind. Because they just it, they allow the other tobaccos to kind of shine when you're smoking it. It's not just all that that San Andreas uh, grit and earth, but it's it just it kind of they balance it out with the other tobaccos in it. And that's that's what that's what this is reminding me of. At least some of those like Casa Fernandez Miami cigars. It's bringing memories back with that uh, in my mind. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, this is a completely different expression of what you have as well. Yeah, I mean. I, I also was going for, for something a little bit different from what they usually do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and I think it, I think it's definitely bolder than what I've seen from them in a while. Minus some of the, uh, some of the stuff they've done with the shade grown Corojo. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. For sure. But I mean, they're known a lot for the Corojo. There's been less of them, you know, that's what they've been known for. And, but they do work well with San Andreas. So I do think it's Absolutely. not like a cookie cutter either is what else. I, I don't want to say it's that either. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and it was interesting. You, you opted, um, you know, and this is really cool. You put their logo on the band, which I thought was really cool. Um, like a lot, they make a lot of cigars, but you don't often see that logo on the, on a band for some of the contract brands they have for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, I just wanted to, you know, definitely, have people aware that, you know, who's making it um, because, you know, everybody should have the recognition that they deserve. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, um, I wanted to have that on there. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I think it's great on that too. Yeah. Um, was there any reason why you kind of just moved away from the old Renato bands, which you have in the background? I mean, they were, they were just gorgeous bands. I remember. Was there any reason why you just moved away from those for this project? Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, for for this like relaunch of the of the brand, we wanted to you know give it more of a modern feel, a little mm-hmm. bit of a. Yep. I wanted to make it very distinct, so I didn't want you know for it just to be a you know a reiteration of what we had done before. I wanted to really kind of like launch pad into something a little bit, give it a different, give the brand a different look and feel, and and you know just let people know that hey, it's it's really different. Yeah. No, it definitely is too. So, and then recently, I mean, last few weeks, um, you and I talked as well. You have a new, you opted for a new size of this, uh, so that you you've already extended this, and now you've added the the Gordo, which I told you I was a little surprised that you did a Gordo. Um, 
just because that's not a size. I mean, I always remembered you petite Lancero Corona Gordo kind of guy. And now yep. the Gordo comes out. So how did you kind of land that the Gordo was going to be your next size? Um, a couple of factors uh, took me in that direction. Um, one is I really like how the blend resonates in this size. It surprised me um, because I'm not a 660 guy. Right. <laughs> I remember not, I remember our conversations with that. I personally, you know, don't gravitate towards it to smoke it myself. But, you know, ever since, you know, there's ever since those 660s, you know, were introduced into the market. And you'll know better than me. What was it like eight years ago? I don't know. It was probably right around the 2011, 12 time when they started getting traction is what I remember. And then like Ernesto did his and Asylum came along. And yeah. So, I mean, ever since then, there now there's like 880s and 990s and you know, yeah, so Aaron just see, Aaron just alerted me on a nine ninety. <laughs> Literally, see? the show because yeah, there is one I want. The asylum one's one I want to get. So you see, yeah. So now the six sixty, I think, you know, seems very normal around the the country, um, and and I do have retailers that are asking me to introduce, you know, that size. They feel like it would yep. sell well, right. No, that's, that's, that's good. It's good. Like I have, um, you know, I have a friend of mine. I used to be a customer of mine on my day job and I kind of got into cigars and he knows I'm into cigars. And he, when the, you know, the 880s came out, loving them. Right. He's yeah. like, I don't because he's a big guy. He wants big ringage. And then he started gravitating towards the 770, the 660. Now he's getting into Toro. So it's kind of interesting to see his evolution of this over time <laughs> when like yeah. all he would smoke was those asylum 880s. I'm like, that is like an unusual, was a bad cigar, but I'm like, I think you appreciate some of these other sizes. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see people evolve with that. But I think the 660 isn't going anywhere. I think it's, it's here to stay, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it does, I don't think it's losing any steam. Anytime so, I'm, I, so I'm kind of, I do like 660s. Um, I do. Uh, some I like better than others, but I do. I will embrace a very good 660. So great. Uh, yes, which is good. Now go to market with this, right? Um, yep. How do you kind of go to market? I mean, you went to market. I mean, you introduced the line last summer, right? Or actually, yep. 2020. What was your yep. plan to like kind of get back in the market and kind of get into retailers? What were you doing for that? Um, to get to get to get back into retail, uh, I I did my work, my friend. It, it's just calling people up, reaching out to people, and just you know asking them if they'll believe in us again and if. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they took a leap of faith. I mean, uh, I started out with my handful of retailers that used to support us and, you know, set up prayer. And then we kind of like we, we really this time around, we're really building it again, uh, break by break, one by one. We're taking our time, um, you know, uh, tobacco, tobacco leaf of Maryland. MD was one of the ones Raul over there who owns that shop. Mm-hmm. Great guy, personal yep. friend of mine. He uh, he was an original client of ours, and you know he said if you put it something out, we're gonna we're gonna carry you, we're gonna support you. Um, so that's kind of like how that rolled. That's good, and you also have them. You do have them available on your website as well. So you have I do. You know, people I do. can't get them. You can you can basically go on the website and get them. Yep, at Reynado Premium Cigars with an S dot com. You can go there, and if you're not, you know, because we're pretty much concentrating in the tri-state area here on the east coast mm-hmm. uh, very small we're just like really really regional right now um 
you know, there's a handful of people who've, you know, we've had the pleasure of, uh, you know, having them reach out to us. Uh, Holy Smokes in Tennessee, they mm-hmm. called us up and asked if they could, and it's doing well there. Uh, Cigar Chateau in Wichita. Oh, wow. Uh, I, now, I remember you did the uh, the Reservoir Dogs. Uh, that was, you had a cigar in that Reservoir Dog series uh, at, not that store, but in, in Wichita. It was at um, Westside Humidor? The Humidor. Yeah, Westside Humidor. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah, I, I remember I got all those cigars. They were like, but yours was, uh, <laughs> yours was the, I forget which one yours was now. It, it was a Grand Park Reserve. I forget it was Connecticut or Regular, but but you were part of that. You were Mr. Blue. They, so they did yep. a series on that, and you were yep. Mr. Blue. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. So yeah, you had some you had some reach that far out, which so that says a lot too. That obviously uh, you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm really happy that they they like them out there. So yep. uh you know, we're we're working with, you know, a couple people out of uh in central uh the United States over there and we're happy about that. We're yep. we're taking our time. Like I said, I want people to to, you know, I don't want to rush things mm-hmm. and I want to do. I want to do it definitely at a nice pace. Right. But I'm sure you're getting the question from some of these people. Hey, what about some of the the older stuff? Is are you getting that question? Is that something that you were going to address at some point? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we. You know, like 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 we said, I would like to see also the Grand Empire Reserve come out, come out again in some yep. some shape or form. Um. I won't say no right now, but right. You know, it's, it's something right now that we can't speak to, but you know, totally, understand. totally <laughs> understand. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think it would be welcome back. Yeah, for sure. Okay. But I understand, I understand. Um, Hey, look, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take reasonable steps here. You don't want to take leaps right now. Exactly. I mean, and, and, and if I, if I did that project, I would want it to be, you know, exceptional. Yeah, we can't, we can't bring out the Grand Empire Reserve and, and have it be subpar to what it was. Yeah. You know, that that doesn't do it any justice. So I wouldn't want to do that either. Right. Right. You know, I totally get that. Um, How about the six? When can folks expect to see the 660s come out? So I would say. um, Probably. Early March. OK. Yeah, early March because they need their time. Yep. Um, you know so that that's what I would say right now. Things could change, William, as you know. I know. I totally get it. There's a lot of going on right now. I totally see what's happening. We're uh, aware of it. A lot going on, but uh, you know, um, Agonorsa is working with us to be on time with the production schedule for that. We thank them. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's good too. Yeah. Um. No, it's good too. The um. You know, like I said, that's a that's a good thing to have. And, um, you know, certainly as far as um, the lines go, um, I mean, Granite Picks is going to be this is going to be your workhorse for a while, I'm, I'm assuming, going forward. That's the plan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we want to see, you know, maybe a, a, another, you know, some other size or sizes. Vitolas come out of out of this blend where they work. Yeah, where they, where they make sense and where they're going to be, you know, well supported and stuff like that. I think, uh, I think the blend's got potential to, to move around a little bit. Yeah. So the empire will strike back at some point, right? We're starting <laughs> to strike back. The, the Renato Empire, yeah. <laughs> I, I, at at some point, at some point. That's <laughs> funny, you should, funny you should say that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but that's another story. <laughs> no, but for folks who may not know, like the Antonio had the Renato Empire. That was the thing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I remember a lot of those as, as well. 
And uh, like I said, it, this is really, like I said, this is a very good expression of what you've done out of Aganarsa. Um, so I think folks are going to be excited if they haven't gotten their hands on this for sure. Uh, definitely check it, check it out as well. How is it like launching? So timing wise, pandemic, I mean, why come back in the middle of a pandemic would be my question. Like just shit. It's yeah. like, man, it's like of all times to come back, but you came back. And... Well, William, that's a great question. But, you know, again, I, I, I go with my gut and my gut was telling me there's always going to be something. Right. You could, you know, you could spend half your life, you know, waiting, 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 waiting on something. And you're always going to have a reason not to do something, I think. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just just went all in. I mean, I'm. I believed in what I was seeing. I like to, I like to be consider myself like an overall picture kind of guy. And when I looked at the overall picture of things that, you know, things that could happen, I, I felt very good about the position we were in. So yeah, I think the timing was just right. Uh, pandemic or no pandemic, this, pan, you know, the pandemic is going to stay here for, yeah, we, <laughs> for a little while. We were just talking uh, about this before in the green room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so no better time than the present. <laughs> That that's good. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. on that, you know, like I said, it's it's as far as you coming back. That that is a uh, a great news. Um, you you also you and I talked uh last month, caught up. It was great, and you were telling me about another project, the Patria Yubida, uh, which is something yeah. that's very close to you. Um, talk a little about that project uh, that you're working on right now. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, as as much as I can divulge right now, um. You know, my parents were born and raised in, in Cuba. Um, they went through their, you know, struggle when Castro took over. They were there when uh, Castro took over and he, you know, rolled in with tanks to the square. Um, and then they had to wait for their visas to get out of Cuba. They didn't feel like it was a place where they wanted to longer, you know, raise a family and stuff. And I wasn't yep. born yet. My sister was born, but not me. So... They waited, I think, three years, about three years or four years for a visa. And then they came over to the United States with nothing. Um, and, you know, the communist regime, as, as we know, took took away from them. You know, they practically, I think, came in with the clothes on their backs. My mother yeah. had to leave her wedding ring, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. All that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, the, the, the tales that you hear are pretty much true. Um, so anyway, they, uh, you know, they started over again here and. With this cigar, we want to, you know, support and pay homage to the, the movement that's going on uh, to have Cuba free again. I mean, it's been way too long. It's been over 60 years, I believe. Um, the country is in shambles. Um, I still have family there. Uh, we support them. And, you know, it's, it's not nothing pretty. I mean... Cuba is still, you know, viewed here from the United States, you know, very in this very idyllic kind of like, you know, menagerie almost. But for those that are living there, it's no, you know, no picnic. So things have got to change. And, you know, for me, I wanted to express, you know, that in a the form of a cigar blend. So um, that's kind of what we're doing. We wanted to make it a Robusto size and, uh, have a, uh, you know, it's going to have a medium profile on it, medium strength, but rich in flavor, rich in the, in the uh, intent that it brings to have the Cuban people free again. 
we hope that that, that we know that that's going to happen soon. So we're just kind of like channeling that through the cigar. Sure. We, did you have you gotten to Cuba at all? I have not been to Cuba. OK. Yeah, it, I got down. I was lucky to get down there in 2016. Um, uh, and it's a it's 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 a very eye opening thing is what I'll just tell you, um, because the people like you could say what you want about. And I was there like, unfortunately, I was there on Castro's last birthday. So there were all these Castro signs up. Wow. Wishing him happy birthday. It was 91. He was. And uh, but the people will like people could say, you know, hey, this country, this government is. This is which, you know, oppressive and it's terrible. But the people were just awesome. That was one thing I just said, you know, wow, the people were just incredibly warm and engaging. And it, it was a very nice thing to see. Um, That's good. Yeah. And, and it was another thing. What I'll say, Antonio, is when you go into a cigar lounge down there, it's all tourists. You don't see local people in like a La Casa del Habano there. Um, so it's a lot of Europeans at the time. There was yep. some Americans that that's who you see in there. So it's, 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 you don't quite, but I did get, I did get to see a little bit of the, the, the everyday people just because of some of the people who, who we, they had contracted with the taxis and stuff like that. Um, and uh, the, the, the person running the tour really had, a, had deep connections uh, in, in some of the communities down there. So it was, it was definitely an eye opener for sure. Um, so I totally understand, you know, there's a there's a positive part to talk about these people getting free with that. And I think it's a good thing with that. There is. But yeah. you, uh, I'm sure that you didn't see any locals in the in the cigar lounges. No, there were, there were, they're, they're not allowed. Yeah, no, they can't <laughs> afford they can't afford it. Um, and they were still using the two currencies back then. Listen, but no one was using the second currency, which is the local currency. My family is not allowed to have certain only allowed to have a certain percentage of meat allotted per month. Wow. And the percentage that that is, is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they have yeah. per month. I'll probably have it sitting down in my kitchen. It's probably my fridge. Yeah. You know, yeah. 10 times the amount of that. Yeah. So, you know, there's the good, I guess. And, the, and, and, and what, what else there is, but um, you're, you're, you're not really, you know, this is very political, but you know, there, I, we could go on and on. But yeah, I, I totally get it. You know, I, totally, I totally get that. Yeah, there, there, there's there's a lot going on. We'll just say that. Right. <laughs> so we're, we're going to talk about food in a little bit. Right. But I'll say this. Go to Chinatown down there. Ooh, yeah. They have yeah. a great Chinatown. That's what I'm, I'm sure doing. I got to go to Chinatown. I got to eat there. It's a little more rice based and noodle based. But I'm telling you that the Chinese food there is incredible. Delish. Yeah, yeah we delish. had a real we had an incredible Chinese dinner there one night, which was uh, off the charts is what I'll say. So, wow. so yeah, if you're foodie, uh and it wasn't a lot of beef down there. I'll tell you that. So <laughs> yeah, it wasn't for sure. But uh, no, that, yeah, that yeah. was that was definitely uh, good as far as that goes. So this cigar, I mean, I know that some of the details you can't talk about, but what can people expect with this type of cigar um, and when can they see it? So um, release date right now is TBD. We're uh, we're uh, re redoing the schedule for production um, on it. What they can expect is, you know, something, again, something creamy, very creamy, very rich, something, uh, again, I'm, I'm diving into some tobacco that I haven't used before. Mm -hmm. You can also expect that. Right. Um, there's going to be that in there, uh, which I'm excited about. Um, 
we found something interesting and special. So um, we can also expect, um, you know, only certain retailers to carry these. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm not going to offer it, you know, in a mass mass quantity at first anyway. So we're going to be very selective with, uh, with where it's released. And it's a small batch run. You're doing it. These are not like going to be an ongoing production. Um, we don't, we we don't we are not scheduling that right now. Yeah. Okay. Right now it's very limited production. We're, it's not a limited series though. I'm not gonna say that. Right. So it could be small batch now, and then maybe the another run down. You don't know yet, but that's where you're leaving it open to. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, it will be robusto size. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's appropriate for this right. project. Is this something like so? I know you we, you have Grand Apex, right? And maybe at some point you look at these other the older blends, but putting those aside, right? Is these are these small batch models going to be something that maybe is going to be part of what you're looking to go twenty two twenty two and beyond? Is that something that you're thinking about right now? Um, no, no, um, that's just kind of like what my gut is telling me right now. Okay. I'm not going to say that later on in a couple of years, maybe when we're uh, working at we could be working at a larger capacity, right? Um, but I don't foresee myself being at a huge capacity um, for the next couple of years. Okay. I think, I, you know, I definitely want to stay focused on a, you know, smaller scale, just, mm-hmm. but I do want to grow, right. you know, incrementally. I do. But right now you're a one man show pretty much. Right. As far as maybe, yeah. you have some, you know, as far as this is your, your chef cook and bottle washer for a lot of what you're doing right now. Yes. Aside from some couple of family members who are helping out on other ends, um, I'm pretty much handling all the, uh, you know, blending and advertising and stuff like that. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. We so do Aaron- have, we do have something else that we'll be announcing, but not, not today, but we, I will be talking with you. Coop. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. No, that's okay. That's all good. It's all good to hear. It's just exciting here. Like I said, it's, it's yeah. great to see you back. Thank you. Aaron, do you have any other questions as far as some of the projects with Antonio before we kind of get into some of the other stuff? No, I think you nailed it. Okay. So, Antonio, uh, first I want to just give you feedback. This cigar, um, I'm really enjoying. This is now my second one I've had of these. And like I said, uh, very rich, very flavorful. Uh, you get some of those, you know, classic coffee and earthy notes. There's a, there's a, there's a spice level here. It, there is some spice to this cigar for sure, but it's, again, yeah. not going to overpower you. But uh, it, it, it's got some spice to it, which is good. Uh, it's, it's a bold expression for sure is what I'm going to say. Okay. I'm enjoying it. Excellent. Excellent to hear that. Thank you. Yep. And I, I should mention, too, that what I'm smoking, and Aaron doesn't have it tonight, sponsored by Tailored Smoke, located in the heart of downtown Charlotte's Epicenter, and now outside the Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina. Tailored Smoke is your one-stop shop for a tailored smoking experience. And if you ever get to Charlotte, uh, Antonio, I'll take you in there. It's a good store. Absolutely. It's a, it. uh, it's a good story here. So, uh, like I said, people remember you down here, which is, which is good. So, All uh, right. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, um, the next question I have for you, this is what we call our cattle band. This is going to start the foodie. Well, we'll do a full foodie segment in a minute. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey. So this, 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 this is going to be the appetizer. This is the cattle baron steak question of the night. All right. And I, I know you're not a vegan, are you? Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't think so. Like, yeah, he, I said he, to... he said he had half a, half a cow in his fridge. So I think yeah. he's Yeah, that's he's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know Listen. if he ate it, but I don't Listen. know. Um, Cuban palomilla steak. Which is like a sirloin steak with uh-huh. smothered onions and 
rice and beans is one of my and maduros are one of my favorite dishes. Oh wow. And if you want to change it up and go into my heritage, you make a Cuban steak in that fashion with smothered onions. And you you put in some of my mother's fried rice, home fried rice, because I'm part Chinese as well. You it's that's a home run. And some uh, of fried plantains, that's a home run. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right. No, that's good. That's good. Uh I love the smothered onions, so I'm in with that. I want to know what your favorite cocktail is, though, with a steak, if there is a favorite cocktail. Cocktail with a steak? Yeah, is there any cocktail that you would have with a steak? Uh, mixed drink, I would say um, old-fashioned. Oh, you go. There you go. So Taylor Smoke uh, has the best old-fashioned in Charlotte. That's what yeah, so they uh, they actually smoke. It's kind of the way they smoke. It's pretty cool. Uh, there's a video on my Facebook page somewhere of them doing it. Nice. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's pretty cool with that, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, give, a, give a plug to out that. to those guys yeah so that was our, that was our cattle baron state question of the night for sure uh so what i'm going to do antonio um the second segment will be a little shorter uh i'm just going to do a word from our sponsors tonight and then uh yeah. we'll get right into that so you okay with that absolutely if terrence is okay with it. i saw terrence was cruising by here <laughs> oh what terrence is a uh, I told you he'd show up. <laughs> well, let me ask you something. Did, did, did he make, did, here's what you need to do, okay? Well, if, the, if, if his favorite team or his favorite player, Tom Brady, wins the Super Bowl, <laughs> he, need, he needs to hook him up with some Renato cigars. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> there you go, Terrence. There you go, Terrence. <laughs> I'm putting that one on you. Absolutely. Oh, See, I, I told yeah. you, if you say Terrence Riley three times, like he shows up like Beetlejuice. Like right. the same thing. Oh, Oh, look, before we get into this next segment, let's do the giveaway. Go. All right. So we have a giveaway. Uh, Antonio, why don't you tell us what the giveaway is, and then I can tell you what we can do, or if you have an idea, you can give it to me as well. Um, for the giveaway, yeah, we're going to um, give out one of these exclusive Reynado Grand Apex, exclusively blended by Aganorsa T-shirts with the uh, Dementia Society of America, uh, Very nice. Society of America on it. We're going to give one of those away with um, three – Grand Apex Robusto Extra Cigars. There you go. Do you, do you have anything um, you want me to have them do? Or uh, do you want me to give them a question? How do you want me to do that? Give them a question, William. I love uh, it. Okay. All right. So um, the, Grand, the Grand Apex Reserve, um, I want you to basically in this, um, I want you in the comments to tell me the wrapper on the Grand Apex Reserve. Ooh, great one. And uh, hashtag it with Renato, please, because otherwise I won't find the comment. So should, you we have give him a multi- should we give him a multiple choice? We no. Can, you- <laughs> make, him, says, make, him get, make him go in and, fi- and, and rewatch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice, yeah, nice. yeah that's good. And yeah, we're going to keep this open till uh, over the weekend. So people, if they didn't get to see it, they'll get to see it. And then I will pick someone at random on Monday. Perfect. Yep. Thank you. So Because Aaron, Aaron's tough, man. If Aaron says we don't <laughs> give him hints, I'm, I'm too easy about this wow. stuff. Uh, but Aaron. So- <laughs> yeah. He came Listen, in right away. That's right. So <laughs> in, this, down. in this Facebook live stream chat, where, where you're watching this in the live stream, you must put the name of the rapper um, and hashtag it with Renato. Because if you don't put Renato and you don't spell Renato right, um, I, I may not find it. Okay. In fact, I may, yeah, because that's what I get these. I get some, it's hashtag with the pound sign, folks. I already got a couple answers flying in. So. Okay, good, good. So we want that to happen. And uh, good. I think it's easy. So we have some of our, so keep it up guys. Uh, we'll give another reminder for this uh, right before we close out the segment with Antonio. So let me get into uh, our sponsors here. 
Um, and um, and folks, if you make sure, if you didn't catch it, you can always one answer, please, guys. By the way, <laughs> otherwise, I'm not gonna know which one's the right answer for you. So, so that's to be spelled correctly too. Uh, to spelled, yeah, we have to be spelled correctly. Yep. All right. So and we uh, have when, to know what what year it was grown, how long it was fermented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many hands it touched? That's right. yeah, there you go. There you go. No, it's just the wrapper, guys. So here we go. All right. Uh, I want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars, Cuba was leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it is one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastron Valley in Honduras, Julio Arroyo took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the JRE Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with JRE Tobacco, Julio and his son Justo bring their very own brand to market, each containing that authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in 100% authentic Corojo Puro, San Andreas Maduro, Ecuadorian Connecticut Shade, Honduran Grown Cameroon, or Habano wrapper representing the Golden Age of Scars from 1947 to 1961. Now available at your local retailer, be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco. A legacy is tasted in every drawer. And we want to mention Corona Cigar Company. At Corona Cigar Company, we take pride in the fact that we are cigar fanatics just like you. That's why you'll find the best selection of the rarest and finest premium cigars available anywhere in the world. Plus, they have limited edition cigars available exclusively to Corona Cigar Company from many famous international cigar makers, ranging from Padron, Avo, LFD, Perdomo, and Arturo Fuente. Perdomo, me, Corona Cigars, they have the best cigar selection, the best customer service, and money-saving discount prices. But don't just take our word for it. Forbes magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as best of the web. Corona Cigar was voted a top five cigar internet retailer by Smoke Magazine. And Cigar Aficionado Magazine wrote, Corona Cigar Company, the largest, best stock cigar shops in America. You can place an order online at www.coronacigar.com or visit one of Corona's four central Florida superstores and cigar bars and see for yourself why Corona Cigar Company is the ultimate cigar experience. And this is our new sponsor for the uh, Thursday show as well. Originally, uh, they were sponsored just for our Tuesday show. And it's not just because Antonio's on. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to mention Leaf. Yes. Uh, great leaf makes great cigars. Aganorfs leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of our Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands of Alapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of our JFR, JFR Lunas at Guardian of Farm or Casa Fernandez cigars, you experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorfs leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorfs leaf. And um, we're going to be featuring some, some unique content from Aganorfs over the next few uh, months. So stay tuned on that on the cigar.coop uh, page. You'll, you'll see some really good content and some projects that are going on. We'll give you a little insights uh, into what's going on. You've probably already seen Terrence put, putting some of that stuff out there, but we'll definitely be highlighting a lot of these. So stay tuned for that. That will be unveiling next week for everybody. And I want to get into our Alec Bradley Live True segment. Um, and Alec, this is sponsored by Alec Bradley. You ever plunk down hard-earned cash for a cigar? You're hoping you just bought yourself a nice drive to Taste Town, only to discover you're in a slow lane with a clunker. That sucks. Say goodbye to bad rides. Test drive an Alec Bradley cigar today. At Alec Bradley, they get it. Whether we're talking about life or cigars, it's all about the ride. Learn more at alecbradley.com. So I told you, this is our Live True segment. We kind of take it a little away from some of the cigar talk. And, yep. you know, I mentioned part of what uh, I love that you're back is um, if folks remember Antonio from, like, the Twitter days, 
And Antonio was all over Twitter uh, when Twitter was the cool thing. Now he's all over Facebook as well. Um, Antonio was like one of the great foodies out there. Uh, his, his Some of his food posts are, are legendary. So I want to kind of just go through a few foodie, foodie items with you, Antonio. Absolutely. All right. So let's, let's just kind of let's start it off easy. Uh, some of your favorite cuisines that you like. Uh, okay. Uh, Cuban cuisine. Um <laughs> Chinese cuisine, Greek, uh, yeah, Mediterranean cuisine, um, Italian cuisine, um, you know, more or less like Mexican cuisine. But yeah, those are kind of like my go-tos, I would say. What, what, like you talked a little about some of the Cuban stuff already with the steaks, but what about some Chinese dishes? What are some good Chinese dishes that you like? Well, traditional fried rice, um, lo mein. Um, about Will Maine. <laughs> yeah, Lo Maine is Lo Maine is delicious. Um, orange flavored beef, I love. Mm-hmm. Um, sweet and sour chicken. Um, and some, you know, the that that duck that they have in the in the little cakes. I love that. Oh, right. Like a pan fried duck. Yeah. Delicious. Fried rice is a challenge for me. Really? Because I don't like egg. Oh, yeah. Well, and, no, you can make an eggless one. I, yeah, I have to make sure they actually deliver it egg, eggless. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the challenge I have. With, now, I, I have found a place in Charlotte that has a, a, a vegan fried rice, and I'm willing to kind of go with that. Not that I'm a vegan, yeah. but I don't get the, I know I don't get egg with it. So, and it's really yeah. good, actually. So, Ooh. it's uh, not, well, I'm not a vegan. I go for vegan fried rice, and it's really as good as, you know, it's very enjoyable there. Wow. Yeah. Is there any cuisines that you don't like? Is there something like I just avoid that type of cuisine? Um, you know, Thai food for some reason doesn't resonate with me. Really? Huh? Yeah, Thai food doesn't. I've tried it a couple of times. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I have to. I haven't tried the right dishes. Maybe I don't know. But uh, and and what else? Um, I mean, that's the only one that I can think of. I mean, I I, I indulge in a lot of different cuisines. Are you a ramen guy? I am. I do like the ramen. Yeah. I know a tradition with some of the media guys is after PCA, we go to, I can't remember the name of the ramen place, Aaron, for the life of me right now, but that ramen place we go to off the strip. No. Yeah. yeah I'd have to look it up again. I I, I, yeah. I have to, I always have, I, I know it's on Flamingo. So that's why I just Google yeah. it and I find it that way. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, we're big and ramen's tough to get in Charlotte. Good ramen, believe it or not. Oh, really? It's, it's not a uh, it is not something that, I don't know why it's hard to get good ramen here, but it's tough. So when I go to Vegas, I always want to have ramen. Chinya. Chinya. You know, yeah. Chinya. That's it. C-H-I-N-Y-A. You know who's on here? Who just came on? Uh, they're texting in here. Dan Miyahira. He's part of the Hawaii crew that I hang out with when I go to PCA. And, and we have a tradition where we go to Korean barbecue. Oh, like where you have the barbecue at the table every time, and you you cook your own meats. Yeah. Oh man, that I miss. So that's something I miss about living in New York. The Korean yeah. barbecue places in in New York near near the Garden. Yeah. Uh, to me, there's yeah, that, I that's something we just you can't get that here either. Oh. That that's a treat as well. Yeah, I don't had that Aaron, but it's really good. Mm. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this last show we did, we went to a different place and it was, woo, man, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So if you come over here, William, we're going to go. All right. I'm in. I'm in with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm due for the trip as well. 
<laughs> are you in, are you into faux at all? Uh, faux, I haven't had too much of, so I can't say yes or no. All right, I'm a big faux guy, and we have good faux places popping all over in Charlotte right now. That's something really? we do have. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's really good, actually excellent faux places. Uh, and then uh, what I would um, when I go to Miami, uh, on from Drew Estate takes me to a place called Fotastic. Uh, it's in like way south Miami, the Kendall area. Uh-huh. And, and by far, like one of the best foes you'll ever get. Um, and we never, it's so big, you can never finish it, which is the bad part. Because it's so I know, good. that's, a, uh, I'm sure. That's a, yeah. That happens to me with ramen a lot too, man. You gotta go, you know, ramen is deceiving. You think it, it's it, just it, like a big zoo? Yeah, like when I go to Kenya, I usually do not deal with the appetizers because I, I won't yeah. finish the ramen. And like I could take it back. Well, if we could with the house, we could take it back, but hotel it was tougher with that you have a, oh no you don't have it with the egg then the ramen i always no, I, I, I ask them for no egg i do ask them yeah. for no egg yeah yeah, yeah. The, the best is um the, here, here's a good aaron knows this story so um we have another guy on the team bear bear duplissy and he wanted mm-hmm. to go to breakfast at um the paris hotel one morning right and uh yeah. and i was just like cringing this because i don't eat egg right and he says oh don't <laughs> worry they, they have some they have stuff there right um, so I end up ordering the locks and what do they do with the locks? They cover it with egg. <laughs> oh. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. and, he, and bear feels bad. He was like, oh no, you'll, you'll lock. They have locks there. You don't have to worry. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's a first. I never heard that yeah. before. Yeah. And then we went to another place, Aaron, what was it the egg and I or something like that? Or what was that other? We had a, oh. you guys yeah. Wanted- we went to some place that had that, uh, that name or something like that. And I had to meet you guys there because I was doing the KMA spot with Abe. So you guys went ahead. So I meet you guys there and I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and watch, but they had burgers there. Right. So burger, it was great because there were burgers that we were able to have there. Wow. So I'm never going to, I'm never going to take you then to uh, where is it? Montreal, Canada to that expectations, please. No, but I do love, I mean, I, I love Montreal. It's a great city. It is. It is. I haven't been there in a long time, but uh, I've gone up there. I used to go up there a lot. And I was mentioning I went up there for the uh, Formula One. Um, I've gone with my wife wow. and stuff. It's uh, And when I was a college kid, I used to stay at Miguel University, like in the summer, because you got dirt cheap rooms there. And it was great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they, they rented the rooms out there during the summer. Uh, so that was pretty cool to do that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. So, so turning our attention. Are you more of an at-home foodie or you an eat-out foodie or both? Um, both. <laughs> for, okay. for sure. Okay. Both. Is there yeah. any restaurant that you like in particular? Some restaurants in your area, you know, that are you know unique or something that you like? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say by me and my, uh, the city of Metuchen has this great Greek place called Greek on Main. It's, it's on Main Street. Yep. It's so good. The, the cooking there is fantastic. Their lamb it's it's all good it's delicious delicious place oh so yeah you yeah i keep forgetting you're because we're just talking about main street cigar and woodbridge and i went to rutgers as well so like the like right in between all that area yeah yeah like yeah 15 minutes from me there's a mexican place i used to go to on route one Mm. uh it's called joe's is this something uh, i forget what the name of it it was incredible mexican food Oh wow! Yeah, but I can't remember the name of it. I should know, but it's I haven't been there in like fifteen years. So it was it wasn't Tio's, was it? No, it wasn't Tio's. Tio's, no. no. Okay, it definitely the fajitas were off the charts there. I have to find it. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> it's right near two eighty seven. 
where Rump oh. won each 287. Oh. Yeah. But, uh, have you ever been okay? Because you're in that area. Have you ever? This was a place that I used to eat at when I went to Rutgers, and I think they're starting to go out of business. Cluck you chicken. No, <laughs> that was <laughs> Cluck you chicken. Yeah, they, they were open till four in the morning. They, they're gone now. They used to be in New Brunswick, and uh, they were open till four in the morning, and they delivered till uh-huh. four in the morning in college, which was like awesome. Yeah, yeah, I and bet. they 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 expanded. They had a chain. They were actually in North Carolina for a short time. But mm-hmm. I think they've kind of scaled back. I know the New Brunswick place closed. Uh, and there used to be it's a one in Hoboken. Oh, really? So it's still, yeah. I think there's something still around. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a Stromboli place we used to go to as well. Ooh. Stuff your face. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. How about I'm anything Anything at home you like to make or something like that, you know, as far as the at-home piece goes? Um, At home, I like to make um, a dish – a Cuban dish, it's called picadillo, which is basically like ground meat. It's kind of like a Spanish sloppy Joe's almost. And we make it with rice and uh, and just kind of like mix it in together. I mean, I love that with fried, with tostones for like double fried bananas pressed. So delicious. Nice. Yeah, I like making that a lot. That's like comfort food for me. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. My my wife, I, I don't make much of the food here. My wife's kind of I, I do the grill piece. So but okay. she uh she just started subscribing to the uh like one of the food subscription things. And I, I've been impressed with the food you get out of those. I was surprised. I didn't expect much wow. out of it. Really? Yeah, so uh yeah. So uh pretty cool stuff, but it's like it's subscription based and then the, there's certain dishes they go away. So it's yeah. hard to sell yeah. because if it's really good, you don't know when it's gonna come back as the bad thing. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's the Hello Fresh one she's using. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually was very impressed with the uh, the portions are a little small, mm-hmm. you know, so that's the only bad thing. But uh, so you so the best way to put it is you don't have a lot of left you don't have leftovers with that usually, <laughs> but 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 it, it will fill you up. But you know, I like always having leftovers to eat the next day. That's kind of like Same. always like yeah. Same like another another go to dish for me is like it's kind of like a, a red sauce like stewed. Uh, Spanish like chicken style. It's I've had that. Good. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? It's called uh, for us. It's called pollo fricasse. It's like yeah. fricassee. Yeah, it's got and the red sauce. Yeah, delicious. That's like that's one of my go-to dishes. Like that's really good. Yeah. Um, you know, so that that that's kind of good good stuff that I like to eat as well. That's good. Now, yep. the other thing you were into, and this is the last question here. Um, snacks. You had some pretty cool. I mean, some of your snack posts were pretty good. So what, you say I'm craving something, right? And it's oh. uh, what are some snacks that are Antonio Lamb goes to? Oh my God, snacks! <laughs> you can catch me with a lobster tail at any time. <laughs> those Italian lobster oh. tails, oh. And the, the cream filled. Oh, those, those delicious, man. Yeah. Oh. Those are delicious. You got to go to the right bakery, though. If you come over here by me, it's in Palisade Park. This is the best Italian bakery, Rispoli. You know, the Italian bakeries are another thing I miss about New York and New Jersey. Uh, it, Ooh, just, we yeah. don't have, I mean, we have a couple, but they're not like, you get the Scirodel, you know, those, those types of things, uh, the uh, Spumoni and all that. But yeah, we uh, that's something you take when you leave where you live, Antonio, you, you you take for granted you have those yeah. types of places and they're gone yeah you'll also you'll also catch me at a at a you know a local cuban bakery in authentic one of the still the last remaining ones in like uh, union city downtown here in hudson county at phoenix phoenix bakery has like the traditional 
Cuban pastries and the empanadas and stuff, the papa rellenas, the potato balls with the meat inside. I'm 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 snacking all day with just like pressed Cuban bread with butter. They press it in the presser with a cup of coffee. There you go. We have an empanada <laughs> place that opened and they were on DoorDash. And during the oh, pandemic, yeah. we were like order like every day we were ordering those. Yeah, I'm sure. Wait, wait, they were just good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You, you find good empanadas. Those that, those are the best. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, before we go, I just want to mention the contest one more time. Uh, Antonio's got a uh, Grand Apex Reserve uh, prize pack that includes three Robusto extras of the Grand Apex, as well as that T-shirt. Uh, and all you got to do is in the live stream, put the name of the rapper of the Renato Grand Apex Reserve in there. Um, and like I said, this we open. Uh, and if you missed it, you can just go back and watch this again and you can find out it's a, and we'll pick one winner at random and I'll coordinate with Antonio to get your prize out to you as soon as possible. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Uh, Antonio really want to thank you very, very much. Uh, it was great catching up with you. Uh, are you going to be a TPE? Um, no, I'm not scheduled to be okay. there. No. I, won't, I won't be, Aaron will be there, but yeah, I won't be there. So no, uh, but I know we'll catch up at some point for sure. Absolutely. Thank you so much guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. We appreciate um, it as well. It's an honor. Yep. It's an Thank honor. you. Thank you. All right. That is uh, take care, Antonio. Be safe and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. That's Appreciate Antonio it. Lamb of Renato Cigars here on the primetime show. And um, going forward, uh, we're going to do a great deliberation segment. Do not do not uh, pass up on tonight's deliberation. We're going to be doing a, uh, our version of 10 questions, mm-hmm. so to speak. But I uh, want to do a, a soprano segment, Aaron. Uh, we haven't done one in a couple of weeks. Uh, yep. Actually, wow. Uh, and I had a couple of notes I just want to make. These are kind of Sopranos news items that hit. Um, so it's not show related. Well, one is a little show related. Um, I know you weren't a fan of Talking Sopranos. Right. But they ended Talking Sopranos. Did you, were you aware that they ended it? No. Did they get all the way through or they stopped it? They stopped. They, 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 no, they got all the way through. They did the Made in America finale. Okay. And look, I was, I liked the show better than you did. Yeah. But, I'm going to spoil it. Okay. So for a minute, if you, because I want to talk about this. So Go I'm going to spoil the ending of the show. So you may want to turn away for a minute. Okay. If you haven't, but I'm doubting. You know how they ended it, Aaron? Take a guess how they ended it. They went to black. They went to black. It was, <laughs> I was, that's how they ended it. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It was, and I had a feeling they had on David Chase on that one. He was really oh, good. Okay. It was a good episode, but then that's how they ended it. I'm like, um, I thought they were going to continue it because they were getting a lot of sponsors. I was a little surprised that they ended it, but they did. Yeah. But what, what would they do after that? They, you know, cause they would just rehash the same episodes or. Um, I don't, I, I guess they could do what we did. We do right. But, but carrying a whole show, I guess is tough. Um, they yeah. did. I mean, I think they interviewed everyone, but Paulie, I don't think they ever got Paulie on there. Yeah. Uh, but I think he was the only, and obviously Tony passed away. Right. Some of the other characters passed away, but, but, uh, I think they had almost everyone on at one point or another. Some mm-hmm. they had some guests on multiple times. So, so yeah, maybe it was. I was just I just thought it was a cheesy ending. I mean, so yeah. if, if you hate the show, Aaron, you were really gonna hate it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that that's that's what that is. Uh, so that was just a little note on that. So you, uh, there's some other Sopranos podcasts out there, um, and I, and now there's a there's an Entourage one out there too that has. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Um, it's called uh, Victory, and it's hosted by and I, I don't. Were you an entourage guy? Yes. Oh, great show! So it's hosted by uh, Kevin Connolly, who played E. 
Yep. Uh, Kevin Dillon, who played Johnny Drama. Yeah. And a guy named Doug Ellen, who was um, I, he was one of the producers and writers. Okay. It's really good. It's really it's really good on there. So um, I think they've already mentioned the I think they mentioned Ari's cigar on there, the Jeremy Piven cigar. Yeah. So yeah, it's a yeah. So that one, that's a I think that's a pretty good one, and that's ongoing. I don't think they're planning on this like. They're going are to they some do, are they doing it similar or they're going to each episode or how do they do it? They do, but it's not every episode like that. Got it, got it, got so, it. So okay. yeah, it's much more spread out, is what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, but there's some really good, like I said, I, I actually think this that's a better if Talking Sopranos had used their format, it's much, it's much better. Okay. With that. Uh, and then Doug Allen, I think he is really the insider because he talks, you know, he's so much around the production and the writing, he gets right. a lot of insights in, into that. Um is what I'll say. So and they bring yeah. on some guests from time to time. So it, it, it's very well done. Yeah. It's very well. So yeah, nice. Victory is the name of that, that podcast. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's a good name. That's a fantastic name, especially if uh, Johnny Drama is a part of it. So yeah. I mean, he was, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I have, I have three boys and a son-in-law, right? Yeah. So I've mapped each of the four, my, my three sons and my son-in-law to the four characters. Okay. Yeah. So my, my oldest, Timothy, he's, he's a drama. Yeah. Uh, my middle son Peter, he is uh, Vince. Yeah. Right. My youngest son Steven's E because he's kind of yeah. the analytical thinker, and my poor son was Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. He was a. It was hard to put him to anyone. The other ones. It was Turtle. So. Uh, so it wasn't a. He was just. Uh, I, I, it worked out like that. All right. But here's the other one. I did you hear about the uh, deaths today in, on The Sopranos? I saw the notes, but I did not hear about it before that. So um, the guy who played Dr. Elliot Kupenberg, Peter Bogdanovich, um, who was an actor, he was a producer, producer. He died today. Wow. I, didn't, I was not yeah. aware of that. No, I, I just saw that uh, this afternoon. Um, and I want to spend a minute on him because in my opinion, that was like one of the if, you, if I had to say something about that they blew on The Sopranos was the whole thing with him. I think they blew that story. Well, I, they had a storyline. They seemed like they were going to go with, with that. Right. And they blew it. Yeah. So he was like, for folks that don't know, he was Dr. Melfi's uh, counselor, psychi psychiatrist or whatever that right. she would go see. Right. Yeah. And he became very infatuated with with her, her patient. And yeah. he found he found that was Tony. Right. Yeah. And then remember that whole scene where. He follows Tony to the car or something like in that. In the parking garage. In the parking, in the parking garage, garage, right? And they yeah. have that. They have kind of a, an incident. Yeah. And it just goes. Yep. Small, like I thought, there was good. I thought. See, and I thought that one thing that they never did well with Melfi was integrate her into the sh the rest of the show. Right. And I thought maybe Dr. Kufenberg that that was going to be a big thing that they were going to start to go down, and it was eventually going to bring Melfi into the fold and I, the, the only time is when they thought Melfi was in danger that was the only right. time I thought they, but again she didn't interact with any other character but Tony yeah so I kind of thought that this would be the start of it maybe Tony would catch on to it and he'd go after him or something like that and it, and it never panned out like that and I don't understand why they just like dropped that story yeah so um I, I was unaware for the longest because I didn't know anything about the guy when I saw him in The Sopranos. And then later I found out that I guess he was like really good friends with Marlon Brando. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. I knew he was very well connected in Hollywood, this guy. I think Brando had lived with him because uh, he was married to. Um... Oh, Jesus Christ. 
who was uh, Bruce Willis married to before yeah, uh, De- before Demi Moore? Or uh, who was the uh, who did he star with in uh, Moonlighting? Oh, Sybil Sybil Shepherd. He was married he, to Sybil. He was no, he was living with Sybil Shepherd, I think. Yeah, and that at that time, Brando was like living with him for a little bit, I think. And it was like they were apparently they had they were very close to each other. Yeah. I had no idea who he was, but and then I saw him in something else, uh, where it was like a documentary about. I guess he did a lot of film stuff and things like that with Brando. Yeah, he he did. Um, I know he directed. I'm trying to think what he did. Um, he's won like a Golden Globe. I don't think he won an Oscar. Um, I mean, Last Picture Show is the the one that kind of put him on the map. Uh, but he was in that thing called. Not he was in it. He he directed the thing called Love, uh, which I thought was uh, a really good movie. Yeah, that was the one. Uh, River Phoenix was in that, right? Yeah, uh, but yeah, he was kind of like I said. They they kind of it was kind of. I didn't. I never thought of him as an actor. I knew who, I knew who he was when I saw his name in the credits. I didn't went for the first time, um, and I thought that was kind of an, an interesting, uh, an interesting kind of thing he had. But mm-hmm. when I started researching for this show, he definitely did. He did acting. Uh, it was more in guest starring roles for the most part. It wasn't. Uh, he actually is a Kill Bill too as well he's the disc jockey in kill bill too okay yeah and he and he was on a simpsons where he plays a psychologist as well uh um he was on how i met your mother uh as well in an episode as himself i don't remember that one so yeah he did a lot of like guest appearances but for the most part he was um he was just known as the director for the most part yeah uh but like i said i thought it would have been really cool if they they kind of really expanded that plot with him like I said, I right. thought that that whole incident in the parking lot was the beginning. Like I said, okay, yeah. we're gonna there's gonna be something with this happening, and it's gonna bring everything to a head. And I think it would have been right. really cool. I don't I don't know why they never did it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get that answer out of um, out of um, you know, talking Sopranos either. Yeah. I think they have an episode with him on there though. I have to I have to check. That oh, okay. Out. I'll have to look at. It. I think they might have got one. I don't know how he died either. Um, I didn't really look at that. So um, that was anything else. But I just thought I'd mention that one today. Uh, no, I mean, I think that's really it. Um, yeah, I mean, he just kind of had that little role. And he he had the daughter that went to college with. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, Melfi's that's a, son. Right. And, and again, both of them, both of the kids had their own issues, you know. Yeah, yeah he's so. on Talking Sopranos. I'll have to watch it. It's number 65. So mm-hmm. somebody that I did miss. And he just did this in June. So okay, wow, he, it's very recent, you know. So he, I don't know how he he uh, he died. I'm just looking here. Oh, he had some Parkinson's disease issues. Oh, okay. So interesting, interesting with that. So uh, and he uh, he was 82, so he wasn't young by any means. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're gonna get into. You want to stay tuned for this deliberation segment here? Um, I think this is gonna be a fun one. Uh, but let me get into the uh, final round of commercials. Um. First, we'll mention J.C. Newman Cigar Company, founded in 1895 by Julius Caesar Newman. J.C. Newman Cigar Company is the oldest family-owned premium cigar maker in America. For four generations and 126 years, J.C. Newman has been handcrafting many of the world's finest cigars. J.C. Newman is headquartered in an iconic 111-year-old cigar factory in the Ybor City National Historic Landmark District in Tampa, Florida. At this factory known as El Rahol, J.C. Newman rolls premium cigars by hand and hand-operated antique cigar machines. The J.C. Newman Pencil Factory is the second largest in Nicaragua, and it's where Brickhouse, Pillar del Mar, El Baton, Quorum, and Yagua cigars are hand-rolled. 
Jason Newman's Diamond Crown, Maximus, Julius Caesar, and Black Diamond Cigars are handmade by Tabacalera A. Fuente in the Dominican Republic. With its longtime partners, the Arturo Fuente family, the Newmans founded the Cigar Family Charitable Foundation, which supports low-income families in the Dominican Republic with education, healthcare, vocational training, and clean water. Visit jcnewman.com to learn more. And by Casa Cuevas Cigars. The Cuevas family has five generations of experience in cigar making. For many years, they have manufactured cigars for many industry leaders out of the Las Lavas factory in the Dominican Republic. Now the Cuevas family brings their very own brand to market with Casa Cuevas Cigars. Try the Casa Cuevas Connecticut, Casa Cuevas Milano, Casa Cuevas Maduro, La Mandaria, the Patrimonial line, as well as the Cuevas Reserva line. If they don't carry it, be sure to ask your local retailer for Casa Cuevas Cigars. Casa Cuevas Cigars from our casa to yours. And followed by Aventura Cigars. Aventura the Explorer is the first creation by Marcel Noble and Henderson Ventura. Immediately after lighting up the Explorer, the Mexican wrapper will delight the aficionado with its dark chocolate flavor. After a while in pleasure, the Dominican filler will flatter the aficionado's palate with wonderful spicy and leathery aromas and unite it with the wooden sweetness of Ecuador. Try Aventura the Explorer and explore the wonderful experience. So we're going to get into our deliberation segment, um, and that's sponsored by Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. There is no deliberation when it comes to Dumbarton's track record since launching in 2015. This has included six consecutive top three appearances on the consensus, including consensus number one cigar of the year in 2020 with the Mikulita Tricky Chaka. You can visit DTCCigars.com to find the purveyor that carries the brands of Dumbarton Tobacco and Trust. All right, uh, Aaron. So uh, I talked to you a little about this over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me give you kind of this. We're going to go with some 10 questions. Now, this is I want I, I was a little hesitant what I wanted to do with this. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and the reason is because I'm always sensitive to other media guys. So I think one of my favorite segments that uh, on Half Wheel, and I'm not a member of the Half Wheel Fanboy Club. Just so you, you know, are, you are, you are, you just you you're like a, a closet member, okay? Closet member, yeah. So yeah, there's there's a Half Wheel Fanboy Club uh, that we talk about a lot. Um, I, I I'm appointing John McTavish the president of it, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Uh, and, and Charlie does this like 10 questions thing every year, um, like going into the year. He has 10 questions for the cigar industry. Um, and, and he does it. And I guess Patrick at the end of the year says how well he did. He did with this. Right. Yeah. Um, I looked at this year's questions and I, and I had basically I'm just going to say it like this. I had 10 more. I had 10 questions that I don't know. I resonated with me a lot more. Yeah. And I was like, well, do I write an article on this? And um you know, again, that's Charlie's deal. I don't want to like step yeah. on him. I, I I don't know if he would mind or not, but you're like, Hey, we, we should do something with this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought about it. I'm like, well, why don't we just do it tonight on the deliberation segment here mm-hmm. and, uh, and talk about this and let's see what our answers are. We'll come back, I guess, at the end of the year and we'll see how we did. Yeah. All right. So these are 10 different, I'm calling this 10 different questions here. Right. Um, and like I said, uh, we'll put the reference to Char- these are not Charlie's questions, um, but it's kind of the same vibe here that I had. But I thought there were just 10 this year that stood out a lot more to me. All right. So here is my first question. Right. And I don't know if we can give a name for this guy, a name for this one. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe we could talk about like the type of person that comes in. here. <laughs> OK. All right. So Mitch Zeller, who runs the Center of Tobacco for the FDA, is yeah. retiring at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard, I heard a show with Glenn loop and Glenn seemed pretty happy that this was happening. Right. Yeah. But I, my always question is be careful what you ask for. Yeah. So my question is who succeeds Mitch Veller at the center of tobacco? I don't think we're going to know an answer to a name. Right. But what type of person, Aaron, do you think comes in there? Is it a guy maybe who's going to be 
more receptive to the uh, the message of the cigar industry or a guy who's going to hold hard like Mitch did? He was pretty hard or worse. Hard or worse, man. I, hard or worse. I can't ever answer. see somebody coming into that role easing things up. But, well, I don't want to say never because I, I can. With marijuana being legalized. Right. Right. It's opening. It, it has a potential to open doors back up for tobacco, maybe. Uh, not cigarettes because of all the added stuff right. that's in them, but there may be somehow that cigars can like latch onto the back of the marijuana trend. That it's a natural product, right? Yeah. But that's the only way I see it happening. Um, so that's that's what I would say about that. Otherwise, it's I would say it's going to be somebody that's going to stick at the level or they're going to come in and say, I'm going to be even tougher on it. Yeah, I'm going with tougher at or tougher. Right. Yeah. Because uh, and I'll look at the political landscape. The, uh, the FDA falls on the health and human services. Uh, you have Dr. Xavier Becerra, who is not a tobacco fan uh, running that that department under President Biden. They're bringing back the previous FDA commissioner prior to Scott Gottlieb, uh, Dr. Robert Cardiff, uh, Cardiff, Cardiff, who is the um, he was the FDA commissioner under President Obama. And then um, so the thing is that do you remember the cigar industry, how they were like, remember how like when Scott Gottlieb got nominated, it was like, yeah. how, how great is that? They were yeah. little, right. They didn't hear this about Dr. Robert Cardiff, right? Right. So I don't think they're going to hire a, like a guy who may be like, and look, I think the Scott Gottlieb thing we learned wasn't quite what they thought it was going to be. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think he was, maybe he was more science driven on stuff like that, but, but I don't think he ever came out. And like, I don't think Scott Gottlieb really did much for the cigar industry other than maybe to put that delay in. And that was it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to agree with you, Aaron. We're, we're on the same page. It's going to be someone the same or harder. But I agree. I think your marijuana angle is a very good one as well. And uh, I just don't know how much they're going to pay attention to that or, or focus right. attention on that as well. Uh, all right. So that's our first one. Now, this next one, I'm kind of curious on your answer because we uh, we talked to Pete a little last week. Right. And, I, and this question, yeah. does Cigar Rights of America hire an executive director? For 2022. So they have not had an executive director since November of 2020 when Glenn Loop stepped down. Do they put an executive director in this role in 2022? Yeah, I mean, just kind of going based off what Pete said, it seemed like it was very hard to place someone for that role. Yeah. Um, so I kind of lean into you know what he was saying that it's probably not that likely. Um, doesn't mean that, you know, after that or you know, after one of these shows coming up, somebody doesn't kind of get the bug and feel like they want to jump into that role, but um, I'd lean towards probably no. Uh, I'm going to agree with that. I think they've gone Bud Selig with this, right? <laughs> um, so they, they Green Loop moves on. He goes to PCA and good that he's there. It's like, it's a good thing. I also think it was like, he was there for over a decade and it's hard after a decade to have someone in that role. Um, so, but I think when, you know, they talked about bringing Karen Smith in from Fuente, uh, to work with Gary Pesh, it kind of seemed like that that was a little bit of a Bud Selig move. Like, hey, right. uh, instead of hiring someone, uh, I'm going to be the, the commissioner, in this case, the executive director. Uh, so I think that's the – Pete only hinted that, that I think there's someone in CRA that will maybe look to promote into that role. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say it's Bud Selig. It's a Bud Selig move. We will not see an executive director. And I think the other thing that hasn't been mentioned is I think there's this still notion that they 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 would like to merge the organizations. It, that's not a secret. Right. I don't know if that comes back on the table. And, you know, you don't want to. It's going to be tough to hire an executive director if possibly that job goes away. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that's that's a little my take on this. So I'm not you know, I tried to get a little out of Pete with that. And it, uh, you know, obviously, there's not probably things he can't talk about with that. Pete's involved on the board there. So, yeah. So I'm going to agree with you. I think we're both in agreement. There will be no executive director come December 31st this year. Yeah. OK, the next question. Does the Premium Cigar Association announce a new location or new time for its trade show? And I'm going to assume this is 2023 we're talking about. Do we hear an announcement of a new location um, or new time for the trade show or both? Uh, I'm going to lean towards no. Uh, Part of that is because of the pandemic and that Las Vegas is probably one of the most, other than maybe Florida, Las Vegas is probably one of the most uh, eager to be open. Um, but, um, if things kind of continue down the path, I think any, any place might be, any of a few places might be open just because they, they want business. Right. You know, uh, but I would lean towards no, that we would not see either a new location or a new time. I'm going to stick with the same notion on that one too. Um, for a lot of the reasons, I think there is, um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I can add any more to that other than I don't think they're going to mess with the time because it's going to open a Pandora's box. Uh, the only and I don't think they move it out of Las Vegas. I think from talking and having Scott on and even talking to Glenn and Josh, it, it, I think they seem to think Vegas is still the place to have this. Yeah. When all is said and done, um, there may be some financial considerations. But again, if, if Vegas is kind of struggling a bit um and you know they're gonna have to deal with the pandemic and you have an, uh, an industry that wants to be there i would say they do it i wondered aaron the only thing i wondered and the problem is i don't know if they can get the the sands is that they try to move it up to that time when they had tpa like that may that may time yeah mm. and yeah. you know I, part of me says well why not just go back to i mean i know people didn't like it but you go back to the Las Vegas Convention Center, see if you can get it that time. I mean, uh, I know right. there were issues with the Las Vegas Convention Center, but in the end, I think people were, were whining about stuff for the sake of whining with it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think it was terrible. Uh, I, I think the problem was the host hotel was the issue. Yeah. With that. So I'm, I think we're in agreement on that one. No. Yep. All right. Now, here's my next one, right? <laughs> and this one. And I, <laughs> all right. So and I, Eric doesn't know. Eric from dojo doesn't know i'm going to ask this question but i'm going to i'm going to at some point see i'm going to point him to this does cigar dojo release an nft cigar in 2022 uh i was leery when i first saw this question but i'm going to say yes now because this is the 10th anniversary of the dojo so what better time than to release something like this yep I, I'm going to say, and I have no insights into what Eric's doing with this. Um, I'm saying yes as well. I mean, I've seen him kind of embrace some of this cryptocurrency stuff. You know, mm. uh, this would be something he could sell it. I think he could sell it. I think he's got a community that could sell it. 
So I think they have the graphic people that certainly can do it for them. I think they can find a cigar maker who will partner with them on this. Yeah. Um, it seems like this is something right up their alley. I'm going yes as well with this. Yeah. I'm going yes. Uh, I have no inf- inside information other than, you know, just watching him with the crypto stuff was, was enough to kind of put that question in my mind there. Yeah. So far, we are, we're we not disagreeing on 80s. Um, nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. The next one. Does Oliva announce plans for the, the Reyes brand, like the brands they acquired from Reyes family, uh, the Puros Indios uh, stuff? Um, I'm going to say no. Just because I think that they're very slow and methodical and that it might just not be time yet. Okay, this is the one we're going to disagree on. I'm going to say yes. Okay. But all I don't right. think they unroll all three of them. I think there's one they'll bring back. And my feeling with this, I think uh, the new regime at Oliva, we had Corey on the show, yeah. uh, Fred Vandemarley, uh, who owns the brand out of Europe. They seem like they're trying to, it seems like it's a little different at Oliva. I get the impression they're trying to change things up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they release some stuff. And I think it's, it's been a while since they've had a new line come in. The last time I think was 2016 with the Gilberto's Oliva stuff. Right. So I'm going to go yes on this one, but it's, it's not a strong yes. Um, mm-hmm. if, if it was 2023, I'd say definite yes, but I'm going to, I'm going to lean towards. Yeah. But they do one of the lines this year. All right. They bring one line back this year, but you, typically Aaron, your point, these tend to go slow no matter what. Yeah. Like we've seen these brand acquisitions and sometimes like, like Ventura never did anything with foundry. If you think yeah. about it. They just yeah. released the time flies thing and that was it. Yeah. So that, you know, Foundry kind of died with Ventura, I guess. Yeah. Um, at least I don't have any plans with that. All right. The next one. Does the Fuente Padron cigar get unveiled at PCA 2022 or anytime this year? I'm going to lean towards the no side of that one. I'm going to say it's just a big fizzle bomb. Wow. I'm going to go with a yes with this one. No, they should make it an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get off the hook. <laughs> I, I don't know if George and Carlito would, would grasp that one. That's why Eric's got job. Eric's job is Eric, to make everybody Eric, happy. Right. Hey, I could, <laughs> on the dojo, we'll do this on a collaboration with the dojo. The NFT. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go yes with this one as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to go yes with this one. Um, I think they do it. I don't think they're going to let this go a third year. Um, so I'm going to say a yes with this one right. um so we'll see that's a that's a you know i didn't think they were gonna release it last year i just didn't um the only thing i could see is if, if there is another case of this pandemic and they're worried about attendance maybe they hold off on it mm-hmm. um and then you know i know padrone still hasn't gotten out the uh the uh family reserve 95 yet either so they were supposed to have that out this year yeah so do they push that off till next year? And then, yeah, so maybe, but I'll, again, not a strong yes, but I'm going to say, I'm going to lean towards yes on this one. All right. All right. Next one. Does STG, Scandinavian Tobacco Group, take one of the brands in general and move it to the Ford's portfolio? So if you remember, they split the brands up in yeah. 2021. Some brands went to general and some brands went to Ford's. Do they move one brand in there in 2022? I feel like this is the one I probably have the least 
chance of getting right because anything can happen here. Yeah. I'll say no, but I would not be surprised if it happened. I'm saying yes. They need okay. I think they need another brand in that portfolio. All right. I think they do. I think it's yes. Um, you know, and so what's in general right now is CAO, Macanudo, Cohiba. They're not going anywhere. Right. You'll have mutiny with your sales rep to be going anywhere. Punch, that leaves Punch and Hoyo. Uh, I would say maybe Hoyo is the one that they move because they, yeah, and they, they're investing on it. But I could see them doing something crazy like Odyssey, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I will count. It will count if they move yeah. Odyssey in there. Yeah. So I'm going to say yes. I think they need something else to offer in Fords right now. Okay. I really do. Um, they have like, and on Ford's side, they have Partagas, Ligorio Cubana, Diesel. Chillin' Moose, and what was it? El Rey de Mundo is the other one? Bol- the Confertia Boulevard. No, the Boulevard. Yeah, and they have... Uh, there's one more. It's not El Rey de Mundo. That's... that's uh, uh, mm-hmm. But they have one more. I think they need one more brand in there. Mm-hmm. I think they need something in there um, to... Because it kind of seemed like... It kind of seemed like the, the part, part of this, I don't know if they're going to... you know. Partagas is Partagas. I, I, I've never seen that as a huge STV, STG brand push. Yeah. Ligori Cabana ha, has had a little more of a push lately. Diesel is diesel. Um, but yeah, I just think they need one more brand in there. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to be an interesting discussion if that happens. Because if you pull that away from the general reps, that's going to be, that's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to be good. But I can definitely see them trying to balance that out a little more. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the sales numbers or anything are like that. So um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's an interest. I think it's certainly a valid question I have. All right. The next one. Um, we were at number eight. Does the new Mirafell cigar go to the U.S. market? Um, I will say no for 2022, but it will maybe the following year. I, I agree. Uh, and I think hiring uh, Reinhold for that job is telling me that's going to be European based. Yeah. Uh, because he's based in Austria. Yeah. Why would you hire him out of Austria for the U.S. market? That wouldn't make a lot of sense. Right. Makes sense for the I think it makes sense certainly for the European market. Yeah. So I don't and I don't think it has any. Like I've heard people say, well, maybe this Cuban tobacco. I, I just don't. I still see Mirabel as a, a non-US brand, but I think it's time will come. So I'm in total agreement with you on that yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Number nine. This is a big one. <laughs> Does will any of the big four return to the trade show in 2022? Um I will say no. Just as a kind of a still a solidarity between those companies for this year. Next year, maybe. I'm going to go on a limb with this one, Aaron. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say yes with that one. And um, uh, do you have which one in mind? I, yeah, I still lean towards Alt, and I have no info. I still lean towards Altidus would be the one of the four. All right. And the only reason why I'm thinking this is, you know, that is different ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think with those, 
I, I, like I said, I don't think Davidoff or Drew, Drew State are going back. Yeah. Um, I I don't see General going back. That would surprise me. But those alternate brands, I just think there's something missing, like not having Monte Cristo, Romeo, Julieta at the trade show. I I, I yeah. do. Um. So I I can see. I don't, and I don't think like Drew State. I think could get away with TPE, right? Yeah. Um. But Davidoff, I don't think Davidoff's going back from what I, I can't see anything reason why they would want to go back. I think they've and and, and general's kind of a, an interesting one as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I still think Altidus of the four has because I don't think they have a lot that caters to TPE per se. You know, and I think right. that's what gets a little tricky. But so that would be the one I would say I have no inside information on this. It's, I'm gonna, I'll guess it's that one. Do you think uh, Herklots would have any kind of drive to like bring a portion of Davidoff back to the show? I think I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no because I don't. I mean, that's the reason is that's a whole appointed merchant model. Right. But he'll be at the show. And yeah. I think it's part, yeah. But no, I, I don't. I don't. Um, you know, maybe something with Camacho and Ab, but I, I think he's got his hands full with his own company where he's not going to want to deal you know that piece but i don't know i think davidoff's pretty set on what they're doing right now yeah um i just think that they felt i think the trade show worked for davidoff really well seven eight years ago when they were unveiling you know, davidoff nicaraguas and yeah you know escuros and winston churchill's but now i don't think that that's the case and if you went to that last trade show that they were at they didn't have any new product and you know i don't know Again, I think I think they could say I think I just think they had a little bit of a negative vibe from the Dylan interview we did. Yeah, I mean they're they seem to be like in a pattern now where it's pretty much uh, you know kind of a chef's edition Winston Churchill limited Avo limited kind of a cycle and then a bunch of vault stuff um, and the year of stuff. So it's just like seems like a cycle now. Yeah, yeah, like it seems like January's Winston Churchill. Uh, the spring, there's a, uh, a Camacho. Early summer, there's an Avo. Um, vault stuff scattered throughout the year. And then end yeah. of the year, the Chinese New Year cigar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then anything else is kind of like, like when they did the Dominicanas, they were limited runs, right? Yeah. So unless they've got a big project in the pipeline, and I think they're, having a, I think they're confident enough that they can launch a big project without the trade show. That's uh-huh. just, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to lean towards a yes on that one. I know a no for, tw- for 2022. I'll lean towards. Yes. Um, I think definitely by 2023, something happened. Yeah. I think 2023 might, there might be a little bit of a split between that group. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of rumors going around too in the cigar industry. So things could change. Yeah. Um, we won't go there, but you know, things could definitely not stay stagnant on that for sure. And the last question that I have, does the Habanos Festival occur in 2022? When is the normal date? The normal date was, isn't it, wasn't January or February normal time frame? Late, late February, early March. Usually, and what's the, what's the current status of it? They is it stick, a delayed date or it's a TBD date? What it is, is there is a, um, they announced that they were having it. Uh-huh. But then there's been some reports uh, yeah. saying that, no, it's not happening. But the reports haven't been confirmed. Okay. Um, I would probably lean towards no. I'm leaning towards no as well. 
I mean, it seems like they're like uh, all hands on deck rationing tobacco for, you know, try to produce whatever they can. Um, I don't know. I just don't with what's going on with the pandemic. I think it's a crapshoot that they would even try to have that many visitors. But um, the interesting thing was. Um, do you read Charlie uh, Halfway Fanboy Club? Uh, do you read the Charlie article on the whole fertilizer situation in Cuba? Uh, not I didn't go into depth. I just kind of browsed. Yeah, I think there's issues in Cuba right now that yeah, or even beyond the festival. And I don't know. It sounds like for them to even try to say they're going to introduce product is going to be tough when they yeah. having trouble meeting demand. They're having production issues. Yeah. So I mean, I I mean it would be they have an ex- they have an excuse. Yeah. With, with the rise of Omicron, um. To kind of say, all right, we have an issue, but I think they had issues before there was more pandemic concerns. Right. So, uh, so I'm gonna say no as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, those were our ten questions. Um, I don't know. It was a. Uh, there was only one other question I had. Uh, that I thought was Charlie's other question that that I, I thought was really interesting. Um, and the, it was around um, Eladio Diaz's factory. Mm. Does he produces produces cigar or something like that? Yeah. Does he produce a cigar? Does does what comes out of it's the question. Right. And he says cigars will come out of the new factory, but I think he's leaning towards other people's cigars, and I'm gonna agree with that. Yeah. I don't see how he's gonna start distribution in the U.S. for his own brand yet. Right. So yeah. I would say probably i agreed something he's gonna if he has a factory he's gonna produce some sort of a contract brand yeah uh, I'm, I'm very curious on that one um i'm really curious to see what comes out of there um when i was down at davidoff and a lot of was there we went to he has a store yeah he gave us a lot of these like blends that were just like completely different than davidoff's right like a cameron blend he gave us a, so i think you know he's gonna i think he's got stuff he can produce right now yeah it's who he produces it for is the question, you know? Right. I think he, I don't think he's like, he could put some blends into production tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, but I think to sell an Eladio Diaz brand in the U S I think you need a face for that right now. I, yep. don't know, I think it would be, I think he shouldn't do that this year. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. All right. That's uh that was it for this week. Um, anything else you want to mention? No, I don't think so. All right. Um, a couple of programming notes. Um, actually, on Cigar Coop, Monday, Cigar of the Year will get named uh, by Cigar Coop. So uh, you can start sending my uh, hate mail <laughs> uh, with that. Um, consensus is like a couple weeks away, right? So Yeah, 24th. Yeah, have, yeah but the, yeah. So uh, um, we'll kind of leave that aside. I think we're going to have – we'll have talks, I know, on developing pallets with that. Yeah. And, and beyond um yeah. and uh and then next week uh scheduled to be back on the show is carson serena mm-hmm. so we haven't had carson on in almost five years so it's been wow. a long time uh so i'm kind of excited to have him back on the show um i have to send you something from him so I, i'll do oh, i've got stuff from him so oh yeah. you got you oh you got it okay yeah. i didn't know if you had it or not so yeah you got so we're all yeah. set with that so that's that's good news and uh we'll we'll see what happens with that so um stay tuned Yep. Again, thanks to uh, Antonio Lamb. Thanks to our audience uh, as well. 
Um, and that's going to wrap up primetime episode 215 into the annals of history just before the midnight hour on Thursday, January 6, 2022. We will see everybody next week. Take care, everybody. See you guys.